Welcome to Good Faith Reads. I'm your host, Cliff Vaughn, media producer at Good Faith Media. Good Faith Reads is a short podcast in which we focus on one of our book authors at Good Faith Media. We've published well over 100 titles, and we invite you to check them out at goodfaithmedia.org. Today's guest is John Roebuck, author of Morning Conversations on the Rise and Fall of Kings and Kingdoms. He's joining us remotely from Nashville, Tennessee. John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Cliff. Good to be with you guys always. Yeah, you've been a guest on this podcast multiple times because you've published multiple books with Good Faith Media. But today we're talking about the second installment in your five-volume work on devotions tied to book chapters from Jewish and Christian scriptures. This volume covers the books 1 Samuel through Esther. Why is a devotion tied to books of the Bible a good idea? Well, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. One is, you know, if you think about the the length of, of scriptures, both the Hebrew Bible, the Christian Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, it, there's a lot of material there. And I think it is such a daunting book. Uh, you know, uh, the Old Testament alone, 929 chapters. I think there are people who are just reluctant to pick it up and read it because they don't know where to start. They don't know how to dive into it. They don't know the continuity, the flow of the, the narrative. And so it's, it's sort of self-defeating from the beginning. And so to me, to tie a devotion to every chapter allows a reader an opportunity to really jump in anywhere and to gain some sort of biblical insight, some kind of biblical truth from anywhere in the, in the, in the storyline. Uh, but hopefully it's enough that it begins to hook the reader and they want to read the story, you know, in its entirety. And they want to at least read through maybe the book, First and Second Samuel or the books of First and Second Kings, whatever it might be. I note that you dedicated this volume to Rabbi Mark Shifton, the recently retired senior rabbi at the Temple Congregation of Habay Shalom in Nashville. Tell us about your friendship with Rabbi Shifton and how that friendship informed your own reading of scriptures. Thank you for the question. Mark is a, is a really dear friend of mine. Mark and I speak five days a week with each other. Uh, one of the things that we did during the pandemic uh, in sort of an attempt to think about how do we create a better <laughs> a better culture, a better society around us is there ought to be more dialogue. People need to create the space for that to happen. And so we started a, um, a Wednesday morning Zoom. So we have about 35 uh, mostly, uh, well, not mostly, some clergy, uh, mostly business people uh, from both the Christian and the Jewish world. And we meet and talk about the intersection of faith and culture every week especially from the perspectives of our faith traditions and how they may differ, how they may be alike. And we've done that now for two and a half years every Wednesday morning. So we have developed a really close-knit group. It's a safe place for us to talk. But what that has done uh, has allowed uh, the relationship between me and Mark to really flourish and develop over the past couple of years. But even before that, when I was pastoring at Woodmont Baptist, Mark was very careful to invite me to certain events uh, at the temple. Uh, he does a regular uh, Thursdays with the rabbi series and had me come to speak to that. I've also spoken at their uh, Shabbat service several times. And so he has been one of those guys that very much sees a bigger community in a bigger world and is not afraid of letting others with a different faith perspective kind of enter into his world just to build that perspective and dialogue. So the friendship has been going on for a while. Uh, a couple of years ago, we did a, a trip together to D.C. We spent a week in the Holocaust Museum with several other clergy members. Really got close during that uh, particular experience. But here at Belmont, we have begun a Jewish Christian relations initiative. 
And really with Mark, uh, Mark's leadership from the Jewish side and my leadership from the Belmont side, we've, we've put together a pretty good consortium of people uh, and already financial gifts toward this initiative where we are sponsoring uh, lectureships. We are doing joint Bible studies. We did a Habitat build together this past spring. So we're really trying to uh, create the opportunity for respectful, civil, rational dialogue to take place between members of the Jewish community and the Christian faith. And to do it from a historically Christ-centered university is a really interesting thing to the Jewish community here in town. So there's a lot of excitement. Uh, our president, Dr. Jones, is very much behind this effort. And so out of those experiences and out of our uh, conversations, and, and, and Mark is, is one of those remarkable people that uh, really continues to keep the relationship alive. Um, you may know that um, recently I, I suffered the loss of my mother, and Mark was one of the first people to call me in that moment, but also had been calling me every week uh, through her illness over the past year. So, so we're close. We're good friends. Uh, we hope to travel to Israel together soon and some other things like that. So it was a natural thing uh, through our conversations over the last couple of years for me to understand a great deal more about the Jewish faith and some of the traditions and some of the feasts and celebrations. And so uh, as I kind of dove into this particular installment where we're looking at a lot of the, the history of the kings and the kingdoms, it made sense just to dedicate it to him because my knowledge of this part of this text certainly has been enhanced and uh, broadened by my uh, relationship and friendship with Mark. We'll be right back with more Good Faith Reads. Arms folded, feet pacing the floor. It's written all over your face. The body doesn't hide our true feelings. It disregards promises made to keep the peace or just keep it to ourselves. I'm Reverend Starlet Thomas, host of the Raceless Gospel podcast from Good Faith Media. We're giving our listeners a hand when discerning body language. That's our focus in season three. The church is called the body of Christ. So what does our body language say about perennial and pressing hot button issues? What's costing us an arm and a leg? Who do we give the cold shoulder and keep at arm's length? When have we put our foot in our mouth or turned a blind eye? Why are we still sitting on our hands? Where do we toe the line? And why is the kingdom that is coming not on the tip of our tongues? In season three of the Raceless Gospel podcast, we'll address these questions in eight episodes, and I hope you'll be all ears. The Raceless Gospel podcast is looking at body language. I'm your podcast pastor, Reverend Starlet Thomas. Episode one drops on May 5th, Learn more at goodfaithmedia.org. Welcome back to Good Faith Reads. Today we're joined remotely by John Roebuck, author of the Good Faith Media book, Morning Conversations on the Rise and Fall of Kings and Kingdoms. I'm Cliff Vaughn of Good Faith Media. John, you can be honest, you're among friends. Did you ever get tired of writing these devotionals? Five volumes is a lot, and this is just the second one. Did you ever think, if I have to read one more chapter or write one more page, and if you didn't think that, what kept you from thinking that? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, there are certain books in the Old Testament that lend themselves to a little monotony, I guess you could say. 
Um, but what I found was really interesting and surprising is some of the books that you thought were so devoid of anything really to, to mine from that and to get a really good devotional thought from were the ones that would surprise you. Um, the, uh, maybe one of the more difficult books, uh, for example, for me in the whole writing of this, and it's the next book uh, where it contains the writings, the books of Psalms, the book of Psalms, um, so many of them have the exact same theme. You know, you got 150 of those, and some of them are very much alike. And I found that a little difficult, but I think the thing that was the blessing in all of this was that I didn't try to write it all at one time. Uh, this was a three-year endeavor. I wrote one chapter a day. You know, I wrote, I would read one chapter, write the devotion thought, and did that Monday through Friday. I took the weekends off. Uh, and so the breaking up of that was helpful just to give me a little bit of time in there uh, because it is. Um, and I didn't try to, if I had a week where I was on vacation or I was going to be off for a couple of days, I didn't try to double up the next time I wrote. You know, I really limited myself one, one per day every day that I was writing that. Uh, and so that was helpful. But it is a it was a daunting challenge, especially at the beginning when you look at the road ahead and you're like, oh, my gosh, there are 929 chapters in the Old Testament. And I've got to write something about each one of them. Uh, and it was really funny when uh, when I was talking with uh, the folks at Good Faith Media about the project. And they were saying, well, just wait till you get the whole thing done. I kept saying, you know, this is going to be really long. It's going to be a thick book. It's going to be like a New York phone book, you know. And uh, finally, they said, you know, you're right. We should divide this up into different books because it's a big project. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun to do. Well, as I said at the outset, this volume goes from 1 Samuel to Esther. So it covers nine books of biblical history. And these really are books that have high drama. It's Ark of the Covenant, David and Goliath, Solomon in the Temple, the story of Esther. So you are mining these texts and writing, as you say, with the intent to stir conversation between the reader and the text. So I'm curious, which are the stories that drew you most into conversation? To me, it's probably the surprise stories that you find in there. We all know the big stories. Uh, you know, you know the David and Goliath, you know the uh, the Ark of the Covenant, you got the Elisha stories, the Elijah stories. Those we're very familiar with. But these this, these particular books, uh, these nine books, are so rich with so many stories that just every day there's almost a new adventure. And, you know, I'm a storyteller by trade. Most, most preachers have a little bit of that in them. You know, I love the use of stories. Uh, stories hang our thoughts together and help us connect with an audience. I always tell people, it is the stories people remember on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, not the sermon. You know, I've never had someone come up and say, you know, tell me about that pericope that in the passage that you read. I want to know the Greek, you know, and no, but they say, remind me again about the story because the story organized the thoughts and it lasts long after the sermon fades. And so one of the reasons I was drawn to this particular volume is because of all those stories. Uh, they remind us of the great lessons, the great truths, and uh, they're, they're just interesting. They're fun to read. I want to note here that Good Faith Media is always accepting book proposals. Our authors engage with our team of editors, designers, and marketers to produce and sell books on a variety of topics. If you'd like to run a proposal by us, head on over to goodfaithmedia.org bookstore for more information. John, could you read for us a favorite passage from the book and tell us why it's a favorite passage? Sometimes when you're writing these devotions, it is one little phrase that just sort of pops out of a, of a chapter. And maybe you've, you've read it before, maybe you haven't, but you hear it in a different way. Uh, so I want to read just a little bit of a text from 
This is day 272, 2 Samuel chapter 5, a devotion that I have entitled The Sound of God. Uh, and this is the middle of, of, of warfare between David and the Philistines. And, and this is the scripture verse. This is verse 24. It says, when you hear a sound like marching feet in the top of the poplar trees, be on the alert. That will be the signal that the Lord is moving ahead of you to strike down the Philistine army. And I was intrigued by the idea that sometimes God makes a sound, that there's a sound of God. Dave was told, you know, hunker down in place until you hear the sound of God marching and then proceed to fight. Um, so here's, here's the, the excerpt uh, from the devotion itself. Sometimes we don't take the time to listen to the sound of the world around us. We get in such a rush in the day-to-day that the only sounds we notice are the blaring, annoying ones. We hear a siren, maybe a loud commercial or the honking of a car horn. We miss a lot of other sounds because we don't make listening an active pursuit. The sounds are there all the time. We just don't make hearing them a priority. One of my favorite TV shows is CBS Sunday Morning. I like the moment at the end of the show when they feature a national park, always closing the segment with a quiet minute to enjoy the sounds of nature. In that moment, the listener hears the rush of a waterfall, the chirping of a bird, or maybe the whisper of a gentle breeze. It takes a little effort to hear the details of life that swirl around us. In this Bible passage, I wonder about the intensity with which David and his men listened for the sound of God in the treetops. Can't you see them hushed, reverent, with hands cupped to their ears, waiting to hear the distinctive sound of God passing overhead? I would hope that we would put equal effort into listening intently for the voice of God in our lives. Some may argue that God never speaks, but maybe God does speak all the time. We just don't pay attention. Maybe we let too many other voices drown out the words that God longs to impart. Let me invite you to listen today with a little more intentionality. Listen to what nature declares or what scripture reveals or even what a friend relates. It just may be God who is speaking. Morning Conversations on the Rise and Fall of Kings and Kingdoms. That's the latest book from John Roebuck, our guest today on Good Faith Reads. John, thank you so much for joining us. Cliff, always a pleasure. Thank you for the honor.